Now, The Crowncast, with your host, Murray Brookshaw. Welcome to The Crowncast, episode 60. 60, uh, what a milestone for us, and to celebrate, we have some very special guests on The Crowncast today. First, Jason Andrew, Director of Real Estate and Resort Operations. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Murray. And our next guest is head professional, Jamie Moran. Uh, great to be here for episode 60. And finally, golf shop manager, Ryan Donald. Hi, Murray. Good to be here. You're probably wondering why we have all of these gentlemen with us. Well, we're going to do something that I've personally never heard of before. Jason, Jamie, Ryan, and myself are going to go over the results of our men's night survey and discuss it during this podcast. We've all had the opportunity to look over it closely. It has some really interesting results and was very comprehensive. We thought it'd be a great way to reveal the findings of the survey. And you can kind of be a fly in the wall and hear what the guys at Crown Isle have uh, to say about it and what we've got cooking and, and bouncing around in our, in our heads. Uh, guys, are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As you know, we surveyed uh, participants of past men's nights. So we had um, 106 people complete the survey from October 24th to November 6th. That's an over 50% completion rate. And I think that shows the passion of, uh, of men's night. It really is uh, people's favorite night of the, of the week. Really, really, really good. Now, Jason, you're vested in this process. You really wanted to find out about men's night and how we can improve the experience for our members and guests. Um, why is that so important to you? Uh, I think that it's one of the premier events that we host throughout the entire season. Um, so we wanted to get some feedback from, from everyone that participates because I think uh, if I look back in the past, uh, Bill Kelly did a great job of introducing this year, you know, several years ago to Crown Isle and has, has created a phenomenal starting point for men's night. And, we are by no means by having this survey want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and start fresh. We want to take a great program and enhance it. We want to focus it, uh, you know, and and perhaps our biggest thing is to make sure that it takes care of the value set for our members first and foremost. Absolutely. Let's just go quickly through some of the mundane stuff. Well, it's mundane because it's just uh, the uh, the statistics part of it. 106 people took part. The biggest demographic was 35 to 44 which is pretty crazy, and then 45 to 54, which is, which is really good. To cut in there, Murray, uh, that, that really shows that we have all sorts of functions that we put forward to our members, and each one kind of somewhat uh, is directed towards a certain segment of our membership. When we look at the men's club, that's the one beauty of men's night, is it, it, it hits the vast majority of our entire membership. And I think when you look at the average age, this this event, Men's Night, likely has the lowest average age uh, for all the events we host for yeah. our members. For many different reasons, right? Whether people are, are working or not working or retired or in a different circumstance, shift work, all those types of things, right? Absolutely. Most people live in Crown Isle and in Courtney. Uh, I don't think that surprises, uh, surprises anybody at all. And a large member and member guest base. 85% of the people that took part in the survey were uh, members, 79% were members, and uh, 6% were guests of members, which is, uh, which is goes to what you were saying about satisfying the members. So it really is a member-driven member driven night, which is good for us, right? The next question was fascinating from, from our standpoint because 
it says, what was the favorite part of men's night in the past? And the clear and away winner at 66% being the highest rating was camaraderie with friends and, and fellow members. And that doesn't surprise anybody, right? No, no, not at all. No, absolutely. So I think we can build on that. I think that's the, that's the key. Everything should be kind of based around creating that camaraderie and that fellowship and that, uh, and that having a great time, right? You know? We looked at the type of games that were going on, the prizes that were associated with it, and broke it down into skill prizing, non-skill, so hit in a bunker, water, etc. The add-on competitions, points race, close to the pin, um, the yearly eclectic, and nightly draw prizes. And uh, what do you guys think was the most important part of it? Uh, definitely for sure there was still kind of a lean towards the overall skill prizing for net and gross scoring uh, along with skins. But pretty even amongst the rest of them there with the non-skill and the competitions, uh, points races and some nightly draws. So uh, I feel with things that have been going on, I don't think the, there's a, a need or a want to change too much of it. Um, but we're definitely looking at, at ways how we can enhance it and make it a little bit more universal for all competitors to be able to to be in those prizes each week. Right. I mean, it goes to the adage, you can, you can suck and still win. Yeah. At least we got that going. Yeah. So, you know, at least I got a shot. Yeah. And then we looked at what kind of prizes do you prefer? And uh, the big winner there is is gift cards. And Ryan, that must make you happy. We really want to uh, give people what they're looking for. And if they're looking for gift cards as being the most desirable part of taking part in men's night if they win something we need to take a really close look at how do we how do we do that for them the uh prizing whether it's uh, more prizes of smaller value or less prizes of bigger value really an even split kind of shows that you can't please everybody um but you have to have kind of a a mix of those things right 100 i think uh, like jason was saying earlier i think um, bill kelly had a good kind of start to it where we do have a nice array of a Scotty Cameron all the way to a golf shirt that kind of gets given away or a sleeve of balls. So I think going forward, we'll have that similar type feel, um, similar options where they'll have some bigger ones and some smaller ones. And again, the inclusivity of having it even for anyone to possibly win these things, I think it's going to be the most important thing going forward. Looks like we've got a clear winner about 18 holes. People want to play 18 holes. Maybe that's the night you can get out and, and play. And if you've got a family and things like that, and they want to get their 18 holes in, right? For sure. I mean, I think the bulk of the people that want to play 18 holes can. Um, the ones that voted for nine are likely the working ones till four or five o'clock. So I think keeping some kind of inclusion for all to still be able to participate in. It's going to be, again, the most important thing going forward. And and kind of judging by that, then not too many people wanted to change that kind of format that was already in place. So we're just going to be looking to enhance that in some way. Yeah, it looks like it's about half of the people that say that, hey, keep it the same as last year where you can get your tea time and you can have the nine holes after five and things like that. Nine hole shotgun only was not a winner at all as evidenced by people want to play 18 holes. But the 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. shotgun uh, had some pretty good uh, votes together. 40% of the people said that. So that's something to look at, whether there's an option there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Golf Genius, I think we're really happy about this. Um, going with Golf Genius scoring, it works for people. There's very little resistance against that. It makes it better. It makes the results quicker. Right, Ryan? We utilized Golf Genius this past season in a number of test events. And in every event that we use golf genius scoring wise the people who took part in the event felt like it was a fantastic addition to their experience 
um, when we look at the, our ability to deliver results, to provide standings, leaderboards, and uh, from an ease of use standpoint. Since the end of the golf season, we've really been delving into all the capabilities of Golf Genius. The different things we can do, not only for our member events, but the men's night events as well. And we've only scratched the surface of what it can do. So by implementing Golf Genius as a scoring system for this coming season, it gives us the opportunity to do all kinds of different tournament formats, different ways of keeping score on the golf course, setting up teams, setting up contests. We're really looking forward to some exciting additions to Men's Night next year, using the backbone of Golf Genius to deliver that experience for our golfers. Yeah, and just some of the cool stuff with that too, is it's gonna get everyone engaged. There'll be live scoring as everyone's doing it themselves, entering a score. We're getting rid of the old school, submit your scorecard after the round. Yeah. Um, that's all time consuming. Everyone wants instantaneous results too. And we're even going to have it set up now where on your power carts, you're going to be able to keep your score on that. So we know not everyone has their smartphone with them or whatever it might be. So making it way more user friendly, way more um, interactive, uh, having results immediately. And now we get to add a few wrinkles in it. So it's not the same thing all the time too, which I think will be really interesting for everyone. Yeah. And you'd be able to connect that to maybe a TV and wherever we have the post round. So if people can see it as they're, uh, as they're coming in, 100%. right? We'll be, we'll be able really to see cool. all Murray made triple bogey again on 16. Well, listen, it was a double. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, 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 the feedback, we, uh, we really utilized golf genius from a scoring standpoint for one of our corporate groups that came in this past summer. And we really went the extra mile in adding things to it so that they could be on the golf course and keeping score. And universally, every golfer, by the time their weekend was over, had their phones out, they were watching their leaderboards, they were sending texts to each other, they were really engaged because the technology gave them a chance to keep track of everything. Every stroke, every score, every hole, post-round statistics, they loved it. And so we've seen this as an opportunity to really enhance the golfer experience this year. So this one for me was one of the most exciting parts of the survey because uh, because I've been thinking a lot about these types of things. We asked you to let us know your favorite format, whether it was singles, team competition, a combination of singles and team competition, or a Stableford um, points race, two half season races type of thing. And uh, it came back strongly that people would like to see a combination of singles and, and team competition. I think because that kind of adds to that, that camaraderie and being on a team and you could still play with your own group but you'd be part of a bigger a bigger team so what are some of the ideas behind that i know i've got the one that i've been telling everybody that i can think of <laughs> a lot of great ideas and we'll figure out exactly what that's going to look like but i love the idea of the every team will have 8 10 12 players on it that we might that team's four best scores each week will be used as a cumulative total throughout the season. And that's another great avenue for Golf Genius then too, is if, if yeah, you had a bad day, you can quickly go on and look and go, how are my teammates making out? Are we doing okay? Is someone playing well that I can encourage? And I love that too, because then it's not just about you and the three guys that you're playing with um, and in your own little bubble. We're now meeting some other gentlemen that are playing. We're meeting more members. Mm -hmm. we're, we're encouraging other members to play well. There might be a little trash talk 
going on about right. whose team is winning what or which team is wearing better clothes or yeah. better at least better dressers even if they aren't winning um, out there but it keeps you engaged too and, and having that many people on the team we know guys have to go away for summer holidays for a week or two or you miss a couple there so there's enough people on the team that at least you're going to get your three four five scores per week entered yeah i can envision people coming in afterwards and you're sitting around in the patio or in the timber room or the ballroom whatever is decided that we do and you see you wearing your white hat that you're a member of this team you've got your white hat on and you're able to uh say hey how'd you do how'd you shoot and that sort of thing and did you beat your guy and that i mean that's really cool and it's something that uh, that would create that camaraderie right yeah 100 percent. i think uh you know that feedback it gives us a great opportunity for people to come in off the golf course and go and chat with someone that they maybe don't talk to week to week and have someone to walk in and give them the high five and say, hey, great job out there today. You carried the team because we know that every week you're going to have a, you know, a good score or a not so good score. Yeah, yeah. And to make those teams fair, right? To make sure that it's handicap-based, that out of the eight, it totals a certain amount. And so you've got a guy who's a 24 along with a guy who's a plus two. And and then they're playing on a team with people they wouldn't normally play with too, right? Yeah, 100%. Trying to make it as equitable as possible. And that's ideas that we're throwing out there is maybe do we do a draft or do we do something to get it? have have teams picked as equitable as possible um do we kind of pick it ourselves for year one and do a draft in year two or all those ideas now that are starting to float away but i think definitely the team concept will definitely be happening this year and just exactly what that's going to look like will be settled on soon i think yeah yeah and jason i know you have something to say about that no i uh, i'm just following the lead of our golf team and they're and they're and everything we're doing is again trying to just get right back to that same purpose statement Golf is the greatest social game out there. Our job as as uh, the management team of the golf operation at Crown Isle is to foster that socialization. So, and this is a great opportunity for us. Yeah, absolutely love that. As we go through here, Golf Canada handicap, no objections to that whatsoever. What would it cost somebody who wasn't a member to get a Golf Canada handicap? Right around sixty dollars for a Golf Canada. Uh, card. Of course, all of our members, we enroll them with Golf Canada as part of their yeah. membership. Uh, they have a Golf Canada, uh, their Golf Canada numbers registered to our golf club, and we can keep track of scoring and handicap indexes that way. Uh, very clearly, between that question, having a Golf Canada number and having it mandatory for men's night, which was part of the next survey question, it looks like our competitors want to have those handicaps in place. They, they are interested in equity uh, or an equitable situation on the golf course. Yeah, so, fairness, right? Yeah, fairness for all. Yeah, and it's yeah. our job to, again, getting back to the fact that golf is the greatest social game. And the reason we do keep a handicap is that whether you're a 30 handicap or a plus two handicap, you can still spend four and a half hours together and compete against each other. Uh, that's the beauty of our game. And so our our goal, again, is just to educate people why that's so important to have one. The post-golf social gathering is really important. You can, the 67% of the people said that, hey, that's the most important thing. So that's camaraderie. That's getting together. That's all of those uh, yeah. types I, of things. I think we've, we finished last season with such a great get-together and finale and 
got everyone super excited about the season that we just had and now it's on us to kind of go how can we get that a little bit more often than just the once a year finale uh, how do we get maybe not that many people all the time but at least a larger number of people taking part in some social activity um, throughout the season um, getting them all together so it's not just about the golf but it's about the après golf as well yeah, absolutely. And there's all those like getting people to come in at a relatively same type of time to come in afterwards and all that kind of stuff really helps. Plus Golf Genius is going to help because you're going to have the results quicker. You don't have a guy inputting into an Excel spreadsheet, the scores, things like that yeah. really help to get people in there in a timely manner. Right? Yeah, for sure. I thought the food question, I thought that it would be a lot more important um, then it showed up. It showed up at 57.55%. The people said that it was uh, the most important uh, part of uh, men's night with that question. Is it uh, how important is post-golf food to men's night? Yeah, <laughs> you, you and I are bigger guys, so we think about food more often um, than everyone else. But yeah, it's just it's a place to gather. It's a place to have a beer. Uh, it's a place to enjoy your other members, um, reminisce about the round. And yeah, whether there's food involved every week or some weeks or whatever, it's just how do we gather more people together to enhance their, their Thursday evening. Right, right. Um, and the venue, um, pretty even split there too. 32% for Timber Room, 37% for the, for the patio. Timber Room and patio kind of go together in, in our, our minds, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and then thirty percent uh, for the ballroom, and you probably kind of probably saw saw that last year, right? I th- in in the numbers, yes. And I think this is where we have our biggest opportunity for growth. I think this is where, as a team, not just golf, but our food and beverage team, our service team, um, have to get together and come up with a formula where it's in the best interest of the the men's night event, while still obviously we have a a full resort we're running here as well Mm -hmm. and be able to facilitate both in the in in a manner that provides the great opportunity to both sections so um it's always been the biggest challenge of men's night um but we're going to do our best to to kind of come up with the best solution is there a perfect solution i don't think so uh speaking from an old guy side of things you know, to eat at nine o'clock at night, I won't sleep. So, <laughs> so uh, some of us, some of us like the golf, eating before. Again, everyone's a little bit different. We just want to make it so that we can provide the best opportunity for all parts of the membership there. In the luxury of uh, Crown Isles, we have a lot of different options. Hundred percent. This is a big property. A lot of different uh, venues that we can that we can use. Right. Correct. Yeah, we just gotta we just gotta bring in a little bit of fun and figure out how that how we how we facilitate that. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about the uh, men's night finale is it's that fun in that room, yeah. right? Is is one of the keys to it. If we can bring a portion of that to every week, then we're gonna have more people saying that hey, it's my it's my best night of the week. Yeah. It's the one night I look forward to. A hundred percent. I can't believe we didn't have one of the survey questions being whether we wanted Mike Finneron or Art Myers telling a joke every night. <laughs> I can't I think, imagine what I think, that would be. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a given. 100% we want that, for sure. Well, listen, guys, really appreciate um, you taking the opportunity out of your busy days to sit down and, and go over this. I think that so many great 
results and feedback from people who took part. I mean, that's the only way you can improve anything is to get a real opinion of people and, and, and then act on it, right? Yeah. And so we have so much great information here that can uh, make uh, men's night even better than uh, than it was a hundred percent and just encourage everyone too that's listening or maybe didn't participate in the survey that just because the survey is over doesn't mean that we're not open to still hearing ideas or feedback um, please zip zip us emails or pull us aside in the hallway or whatever it might be we have such a phenomenal golf course um We've got such great facilities, and this is just about how do we encourage some more member participation, and how do we enhance an already great night and make it even better. Yeah, and I'm sure that the the men's club and the ladies' club can use this information to help them provide uh, service for our members um, and get better participation from their standpoint too, right? Yeah. We'll share that information with them and make sure that they have it, and we'll go over it, and and because uh, that, like Jason says making being a member a better experience is the whole goal correct yeah yeah and we're, we're excited to bounce some more ideas around about this and uh kind of come out then with a schedule and a format for next year and look forward to seeing everyone again soon all right well uh thanks a lot and one thing i'm looking forward to in 2030 is losing at least five yards off the length of my drives hmm. yeah. excellent yeah and and that's going to be happening for the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah. per year. Per yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Murray. The Crowncast is available on crownisle.com and through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.